0: Everybody ready? Let's get rolling.
1: This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott,
2: 97.5 and 1280 The Zone broadcasting live from the plaza right outside of Vivint Smart Home Arena. We're here for the Utah Jazz Team Store sidewalk sale. Save as much as 80% off marked items, including $5 shirts, $8 hats, and much,
3: much more. I owe you an apology, Jake. Okay, I'm bracing myself for more ridicule here. No, no. Uh, Not for what you think, because I'm not apologetic for that uh, at all. But what I did want to apologize to you for is talking with Austin about a movie I saw that you have not yet seen, that Austin has seen, and talking about it back and forth in front of you. You did ruin something for me. Saw the movie yesterday, really liked it, Austin liked it, and so then I started saying things about it, and you haven't seen it. So that's that's kind of taboo, isn't it? Yeah, you could be sensitive to others around you. What are you supposed to do? Say, hey, will you get up and leave for a second so I can talk about this? Or how about not talk about it? <laughs> what so we did on the
1: movie zone.
2: <laughs> or how about wait till you and Austin have a moment alone? <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I mean, it's Whatever. so it's so secretive that they don't even talk about it uh, with anything attached to the movie at all. It's supposed to just shock you. Not then anymore. Here comes Gordon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that Lily James, she's talented, isn't she? Did she you like terrific.
1: her? Yeah, I really, uh, really did. Yeah.
3: Mm. All right. Thank you for that apology, Gordon. But the now, one that scene just means a lot. The one scene that I'm—I'm sorry—I I, I, described something that happened, and it kind of—I hope you weren't paying attention. I was. I was. So you still
1: need to see it, but it won't—it won't, it so won't nearly be as fun.
2: Thanks for that wonderful apology. Can make me forget everything I heard you say. It's
1: kind of like we planned this big surprise party and we stuff to go through with it. It just won't be as exciting.
2: I'm not going to
3: see
1: it.
2: No, you need to.
3: No, I'm not.
1: I well, actually, you're, not that a
2: was, be-
3: you're, you're not a big Beatles guy. But
2: that was uh, on Austin's recommendation that certainly was on the short list of if I ever get out to see
3: a movie again. That, I, I mean, thought about you while I was watching a movie. I was going, <laughs> I can't believe that Jake thinks the Beatles are overrated. Well, I do too. No. I know! I, I, just, I, I just sat there and I said, this is music to my ear. I, this is really good stuff. I can't believe you guys don't like them.
1: It's not that to... we don't like them, right, Jake? At least I, I like them. I just don't know that, that there's oh. nothing better.
3: They're all right. They're just not my favorite. Yeah. Whatever. All right. All right. I don't want to get into it, but you guys are going to put me in a bad mood. I not want that.
1: Did you know that Bruce Willis is a ghost the whole time, though? <laughs> Wouldn't want to put
3: you
2: in a bad mood. You've been putting me in a bad mood all day, guys,
3: when, but we wouldn't want
2: to put you in a bad
3: mood. When you guys saw that movie, did you, did you suspect that Bruce Willis was dead? Yeah, because some idiot ruined that movie for me, too, before I saw <laughs> it. hope it wasn't me. Well, no, it was not you. <laughs> all right. Well, that kind of kills that, doesn't it? <laughs> No reason to see that movie if you yeah. know that Bruce was
2: dead. All right, let's get to some highlights from Pac-12 Media Day, and and let's let's dig into what Coach Winningham had to say because I thought he was very good yesterday. Okay. And his interview is up online in its entirety, 1280 com. We also podcast it all. If you go to your, to your favorite podcast catcher, uh, you you can subscribe to The Big Show or any of our shows. Just uh, search out The Big Show. But we also do it team-specific, Gordon. So if you search Zone Utes, you can uh, subscribe to our Utes feed, which anything that happens on the station that is Utes-related will go to that particular feed. Not good. So you can uh, do that with Cougs. You can do it with the Aggies, the Jazz as well. So we We'd encourage you to do so but uh, you can get all of our content from yesterday all 35 interviews up online at 1280thezone.com but let's go through uh, some of the things that coach winning to say and uh, let's start with this his initial reaction to being picked to win the pac 12.
4: Ah, That's uh you know since, since we've been in the league that hasn't happened obviously we've been picked just about everywhere else but but uh you know I think it's positive and negative I mean the the positive certainly is that there's guys out there that recognize you've got some talented players on your team and, and a good group coming back. And I think it's a, a nice accolade for our returning players that, that people are taking notice. Uh, you know, the negative come in if we start thinking that we have all the answers and don't need to work as hard and, and do all those things to prepare to win football games. And so I, I think our team is pretty well grounded and, and uh, mature enough and has enough leadership that, that uh, they're going to be able to handle that. And this is something that we... Uh, semi-anticipated I guess you could say we've already had conversation a lot of conversation with the players about this uh, prior to prior to this point in time
2: I loved the realistic approach that was in that clip Gordon and combine that clip with this next one we're going to play and then I want to get your thoughts on how he's dealing with those expectations here's coach talking about the the approach to the hype going forward and they won't hide from it
4: I don't think you have to hide from it. I don't think that's, you know, there's no reason for that. But the key is, yeah, we all know what our goal is. We want to win the Pac 12. Yeah, everyone's picked us to do that. But the focus is how, how are we going to do that? And that's the daily focus. What do we got to do today to take a step in the right direction to accomplish that goal? It's not the end goal itself. It's the process of how we're going to get to that end goal. That's what's got, what the focus has got to be on.
2: And you know what I like about that, Gordon, is it's it's totally
3: realistic. He's not pretending like it's not out there. It's how are you going to deal with it? Yes, it's perfect. His response was perfect. Uh, exactly right. And you just know a little something about going undefeated. So how do you do that? You do it by doing exactly what he just said. You realize you have talent, and uh, then you go to work. He easily could have said... Ah, oh, we don't pay
2: attention to any of that. One game at yeah. a time. Mm-hmm. We're just focused on us. Blah blah blah. Yeah. When that's I know that's the easy thing to say and there is a little bit of truth to it, that's why it's easy to say, because you do have to remain focused on what's in front of you. But it's it's kind of a fib too, because it's impossible to, to ignore the expectations, to ignore the
3: the preseason hype. Those players hear it. Oh, they know. Are you kidding yes, me? Yes, they do. So everyone so says, Hey it? man, you guys are gonna be great this year. That's that's their daily interaction with fans and with other people, their friends, their family members. Uh, Kyle gets all that. This is perfect. It's perfect. Realize you're good, and then challenge your players to realize their potential. And to live up to it. Yeah. Use it as a motivating
2: tool instead of a distraction. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm with you. I I thought that response to it was was absolutely perfect. All right, let's go now on to uh, Coach Witt, and this is how they've coached the players to deal with it.
4: Well, like I said, we did from preemptive conversation with our guys uh, several months ago. And, and uh, you know, when there was rumblings that, hey, you might be the favorite in the Pac-12 and all this type of stuff. And so we, we had... You uh, jumped on that really we quick, d- huh? Early. Yeah, early on. Uh, in fact, it was back in spring. And, uh, you know, the assistant coaches did the same thing in their position meetings. And, and made, really driving the point home that, hey... You know, whatever happens with the, the preseason stuff, it doesn't matter. It, it has no bearing on what's going to happen. you got to go out and play the games every week. And, and uh, so, you know, we have we think we've headed that off in the past, but uh, we'll see.
3: Yeah. Out in exactly front of it. Exactly right. Yep. No reason to deny it. In fact, if you deny it, then everybody knows you're full of it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I and think- if you embrace
2: it, you you don't um, discredit it either. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're also you're telling your team, like, I, I think you guys have the chance to be really good. You're not telling your team, oh, you guys suck and they're all full of crap. You're saying you
3: have the potential to live up to this. Use that and go do it. Yeah, well, that's what Kyle says anyway. This is where an influence that Lavelle Edwards had on him. What was Lavelle's famous quote before every season? We have a chance to be a pretty good football team. That's what he tells his team. That's what Kyle tells his team. He knows. He wants them to feel like they can be good. Now put in the work to make it, make it happen. That's, that's what this is all about. Everybody thinks the Utes are going to be good. Now prove everybody right. Speaking of Coach Edwards, the Utes will start off the season for the first
2: time playing against BYU. They'll be down at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here's Coach Witt's thoughts on
4: opening up with the Cougs. One thing I do like and that we do like is that we got all three non-conference games up front, and yeah. then we get in a Pac-12 play and just play. Because last year it was a little bit odd yeah, you yeah. Know having the Pac-12 and then the rivalry game and then yeah. back into the Pac-12 championship game. And so, I think two things: number one, we're, we're pleased with that that we have all three non-conference early on, and uh, number two, it does get our players' attention. I mean, they're they're definitely focused and understand who the first opponent is, and and understand that uh, it's not like uh, you know some of the years where we've had a, right. a little softer lead-in. I guess yeah, you could yeah, say. Yeah.
2: Let's also parlay that with Bradley and I's response, Gordon, uh, to playing the Cougs first, and we can kind of talk about what we heard. I think it's perfect. You know, we get our rivalry over with, and it's a good, you know, you know end to the offseason, start of the season. You know, so it's a good opportunity to shake out all the, you know, first game jitters and just get right into it. And it should be a fun game. Uh, It's just another game for us. Uh, We're going to approach it just like how we approach every other team that we play. You know, with all our, you know, that week, all our energy goes into preparation for that week. And so it's the same each and every week. We try to approach every team the same way. So with the same discipline and all that.
3: Well. Well. Bradley has uh, family members that played for BYU. He knows what that rivalry is all about. And I'm not sure I buy the it's the same as every other game of every other week. I, I think when you do play, I, I will say that every game is as important for the Utes this year, uh, especially conference games, but the other games, too, because they can have a really special, extraordinary season this year. But if you're playing a a, a team that is your rival and they're bringing extra energy Uh, I agree with what he said about discipline, about hard work, preparation, all that stuff, but emotionally you better be ready to play against an opponent on on their home field uh, right off the bat. I got the impression Witt likes it.
2: And then I think it was Bradley who said um, that they're playing the clips of BYU Media Day and the Cougar players talking about Utah. They're playing that over and over again in the weight room. I think I think deep down, Whit likes it because he's going to get laser focus from his club right off oh, the bat. Oh, he does that
3: stuff all the time. He, no, he does. Yeah, but... He uses he uses exterior motives, uh, and uh, I'm sure they'll be dialing in on that. Why? Because you do have to amp it up a little bit. He well, probably finds a different way to get that, that, uh, that engine going every single week. Sometimes it's a little easier
2: to manufacture than others. I would guess this, with BYU at the beginning, it's not hard.
3: It's a compliment to the Utes that the the Cougars feel the way they do about that game. And it's a compliment to what the Utes have achieved, winning eight straight. You know, uh, BYU, you and I were down there for BYU's media day. Everyone we talked to mentioned Utah. And I think it's good, it's honest that they bring that up and aren't afraid to bring that up. Yeah, but it's a compliment to the Utes because Cougars have not been able to beat them. They have not been as good. And they even the last year when they were up 27-7 in the late third quarter, they couldn't hold on to that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to start the year.
2: All right, let's uh, get to this clip. Um, here's Coach Witt talking about having Coach Ludwig back on the staff.
4: Great. I can't say enough positive things about, about that situation. And, and uh, you know, Andy – as, as many places he's been since we, you know, he's been three or four places since we had him here last. It hasn't changed at all. I mean, just the same meticulous, uh, detail oriented guy, uh, very professional, uh, just, you know, the way he handles his business is, is, uh, is perfect for what we do here. And so great to have him on board. The players have really embraced what he's brought to the table. I thought spring ball went really well. And, uh, Tyler Huntley, I know personally is really excited about, uh, this season.
3: Yeah, I agree. Having Ludwig there is a bonus. Uh, Troy Taylor had his troubles at times last year. And think about what the Utes were able to accomplish a year ago. Ludwig will make that even better. He'll advance that cause. I think so. I got the impression Witt is is
2: comfortable with Andy Ludwig. And I I think that that goes a long way where – you know, he's had some inexperienced guys in that position before where I'm sure he wasn't all that comfortable. And he felt like he needed to um, maybe express his opinion a little bit more, or maybe trust a little bit less. I think he's really comfortable with what Coach Ludwig does, the way he does it, and what he expects to see.
3: And Ludwig isn't going to freak out every time Whittingham comes into the room. You know, he's not going, he's going to keep his focus on what he wants to do. Obviously, he's going to listen to his boss. And he's going to take all that into consideration. But I got the feeling at times with uh, Troy Taylor there that he was actually nervous. Because Kyle... Kyle isn't always the easiest guy to work for. No,
2: I'm sure he was nervous. Frankly, because he had a job that he had never done before. And only had been an offensive coordinator at the collegiate level, not even the D1 level for one year. And he was the co-coordinator at that.
3: And Ludwig's been doing this since time began. So, I mean, he's well-prepared. He knows what to do. Kyle knows him, knows how he goes about his business. And uh, if he has a suggestion or two, it'll all be all right.
2: All right, coming up right around the corner, maybe we'll get into some other highlights. We'll play you some clips uh, from Zach Moss. Uh, from Bradley and I, uh, we could even get a little bit into what Coach Leach had to say. He had a few good things. Oh, he's always, he's always good. Yeah. So we'll get into more of that coming up next. Uh, it's the Big Show. We're live from the plaza right outside Vivint Smart Home Arena. Feel free to come by and join us. It's their sidewalk sale. This is the best time to get jazz gear, people. Did you go shop? Eighty percent off. I uh, I looked around a little bit. I've not purchased anything as I'm of yet.
3: he needs a little something.
2: There's, uh, they've got a ton out. I mean, there's there is a ton of gear for you to choose from. So so come on by and see it. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and twelve eighty of the zone. Yeah. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Ivory Homes, Utah's number one home builder. Ivory Homes brings experience, quality, and design to every home and community they build. Learn more at ivoryhomes.com. Broadcasting live from the plaza outside Vivint Smart Home Arena. Hanging out with our good friends at uh, the Utah Jazz Team uh, Store. Shout out to Adam, world famous HR Adam, who just uh, walked by. I like Adam. He's a good dude. You know, well, a lot of time folks from HR get a bad rap, right? Always playing by the rules.
3: Adam's a good dude. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you have a friend in there. It's always good to have a friend in HR, Gordon. They know everything. This is off topic here, but uh, tap your water bottle real quick. What do you mean tap it? Just t- no, like this. Hit it like that. Why? With it. You feel that vibration? I do. I, I've never known that before. you were the weirdest dude. I know. What are you
0: talking about? I
3: just noticed it. Vibration of a water bottle that nobody could see. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sucker home. for grass. No, that's time you got a water bottle in front of you, a big one. Tap it with your finger and you'll feel the vibration. That's kind of cool. Anyway. I think we should call HR Adam back because <laughs> I think that somebody needs to be tested. That season oh, two years ago, Scotty, if they had, why do I smell dog food? <laughs> where did Adam go? He left. We got a spot test for him.
2: <laughs> Vibrations on a water bottle.
3: Go ahead. Speaking, let's, of, let's get back to the uh, to the cuts. Speaking of spot tests,
2: should we hear uh, uh, some Mike Leach quotes? Yeah, I
3: can't go wrong there.
2: Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike was great. Again, the whole interview up online twelve eighty thezonecom Let's go through some of the stuff he talked about because he was interesting as always. Here's Mike uh, giving his thoughts on facing the youths this year.
0: Uh, it's always tough. It's always extremely physical. It's always extremely tough. Uh, I always feel like Utah's the most physical team that we play, or one of them for sure. And uh, and, and and they've they've really been battles. You know, I mean, um, like you say. Um, you know, uh, they've gone our way recently, but um, uh, they've all been wars, you know, from start to finish. So, Surprised
4: yeah. they're picked first?
0: I hadn't given it much thought, you know. Uh, I, I, I hadn't thought about it very much. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens.
3: I don't know what it is about him, but he just makes me laugh. But what he said there
2: gets into to my whole point. Most physical team that they play all year. One of the most physical teams. Why would you want to go away from that and have some cutesy, dinking, Nobody ever said to do that. Instead of just punch him in the face Whoever like you're capable suggested of doing that. It? You did. I did
3: not. You want to see him put in some air raid where I do, they, I do not. they don't even I, block now, now anybody. You're, you're just making stuff up. Ah, why now, run no the ball? Time, at no time did I ever say that.
2: We know you're a tough team, but we want you to go completely away from no, that. You know, not, don't I, even I hand the ball to
3: your all, your all conference back. Why would you do that? I said that they, it would be all right for them to pass forty percent of the time, and you were insisting that it should be like seventy percent of the time it's that they 65. run. Sixty-five. I agree with Andy Ludwig and Zach Moss. Yeah, that's oh, okay. So we're not that far off. I'm just, I'm not. I'm just saying, be capable of passing the ball uh, when need be. Be capable of it. Yeah. Okay.
2: And
3: don't be afraid to do it when when you need to.
2: Because it sounds to me like you're advocating for them to can Ludwig already and bring in Sonny Dykes. (laughs) Because that's what what I'm getting. What's Sonny doing these days? Because
3: Monson wants him up on the hill. You haven't heard a word I said. Where's June Jones? (laughs) No, no. I think Ludwig will be absolutely uh, the right man for the job. This was an interesting back and
2: forth uh, that we wanted to play from Mike Leach. Hans uh, asked a really good question because it, it provoked a good answer. Uh, we know the history behind the bad blood between Texas Tech and Mike Leach over some money owed. Here's mm-hmm. what Mike had to say.
4: Hey, has a certain university paid you your money yet?
0: No, Texas Tech has not paid me my money. They owe me for 2009 where we won uh, nine games. They haven't won nine games since. And, uh, and, and no, if they had any honesty and uh, integrity whatsoever, uh, they would pay me for 2009. You like that? I think it's great.
2: I like it that Mike doesn't uh, beat around the bush. Right. Yeah. I'd be pretty bent out of shape if if my previous employer owed me millions of dollars.
3: I did like the little shot in there, too. Haven't won nine cents. Haven't won nine cents. Well, we'll see... uh what uh, Matt Wells can do down there.
2: Huh? Pretty amazing that they can't win nine games at Texas Tech and then the, the head coach gets canned only to get a head NFL job.
3: What <laughs> <sighs> does that tell you? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I do like Le- Leach's uh, folksy uh, uh, directness. Do you follow him on Twitter?
2: He's a great Twitter follow. No, I don't. Not afraid to express himself was he teaching some class
3: over there? Over
2: the- he was teaching a, a class over there. In fact, uh, Austin, we hadn't planned to play this, but do you want to yeah. hear about that? We'll give Austin a second to dial it up. But I can't remember what the class was called. It was... Was it leadership? Or something? No, 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 no. It was a class about the connectivity between military and football. Ah. Uh. It was like... American military history and football history, or something
3: along those lines. Oh, this was... ought to be good. Let's give this a listen. I, I want to hear what he has to say. Well, we'll give Austin a second to dial it up. Yeah. When Austin
2: says he's got it, because we just threw him a curveball, then then we'll
3: play it. I know. You see, I knew. He'd but have you just threw to the cut. And he I wasn't didn't throw ready. to the cut. I was making. It's a chit chat. Play it. We are You were busy teaching a class this this last off season too.
0: Uh, that was over the spring. Uh, we had six classes, and it was pretty fun. So uh, I had a guy that uh, a friend of mine, uh, Mike Baumgartner, who had, had taught uh, insurgency and counterinsurgency, um, uh, you know, went to Harvard for his master's. So he taught classes like that, worked for the State Department. And then I uh, talked about parallels of it with football. And then we always had a guest speaker, and we had really fascinating guest speakers like guys from like one guy from homeland security was a part of busting the shoe bomber and also the boston oh marathon bombers uh guys that have been to afghanistan and iraq uh, uh an air force uh, survival uh, training guy uh, uh buddy levy who i wrote uh, the book geronimo with i talked about geronimo he talked about cortez and so no it was good we we some of the best stuff, honestly, was after the class, getting to talk to those guys, you know, for an extended period. Because, you know, in, in the end, between me talking, uh, Buddy talking, and the you know, the guest guy talking, everybody really only had 20 minutes. And then there'd be questions at the end, you know, that you'd answer the questions. But, you know, you, you, you'd leave there wanting to know more and getting to to you know, listen to those guys and talk firsthand was pretty good.
4: I've never wanted to go back to college worse in my life. <laughs> like, seriously, I wanted to be in those classes. Could you imagine how much fun that'd be?
3: It that sounds awesome. We, we, we had Leech some folks
0: then... drop in. We did have some, you know, you'd see some people that were straight. I think initially... <laughs> I think initially it was people on campus that just didn't entirely trust us that was going <laughs> to...
2: Check up on you? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. They pretended, you know, to be, be kind of well-wishers, but they were keeping a close eye, you know.
3: Did you have players enroll? like some of your Yeah, Gardner
0: Minshew went all the time. Oh, did Gardner Minshew was in there every one. How'd he do? Oh, he did good. So, um, so, You know, some players, some coaches, you know... Uh, Steve Spurrier Jr. went uh, to most of the classes. Uh, no, it was pretty good. Yeah,
3: Mike, I would have taken that class. Fascinating, wouldn't you? He's an interesting dude. I bet it was what a great. What parallels class. can you draw between insurgency and football? Well,
2: strategy probably is strategy, right? I don't. I don't often like to compare sports to to military. It was a real battle out there.
3: We went to war. Because
2: oftentimes they're not comparable because there's so much more on the line in military matters or whatever. But when it comes to, like, basic strategy, I I bet you there are are tons of college football coaches that have read The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Yeah. Yeah. Because I bet you you can learn some lessons on how to... uh, you know, strategically
3: prepare your team to win a football game with those basic concepts. So he uh, he hit something there that I think is really important. He said at the end of the class, you'd always want to know more. And having done some instructing in my time, uh, I always wanted that, you know, to uh, win, leave. Just in various things that I've done. Uh, you know, I, I, you you present some interesting information to them, and you leave them wanting more. And if I'm uh, in Mike Leach's class, I want to know more, man. Give me more. I, I want to hear what that guy has to say. Are you putting thoughts in the mind of a fictional audience? No. No, I have done some teaching in my day. And you know for sure they wanted more when you were done? I sure hope so. Tell me they, more! They acted like they did. What were you in lightness? What were you teaching? I, don't, I, don't I, I really it. want to know. No, no, you don't.
1: Was I it don't. since that third hour went away? Or?
3: <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking
1: about? Uh, all kinds of
3: things. I've, I've done all kinds of teaching through the years. They don't believe me. Well, I'm just uh, right now. You don't I, believe the part about anybody wanting more.
2: No, no, no. I, and Right now, I'm just picturing all the BS that you, you, uh, you say when Mike from Any <laughs> Hour Services is here, and you're saying, oh, yeah, I could fix my water heater, no problem. I do He's this, a terrific BSer. So now I'm just picturing you teaching somebody how to, you know, household <laughs> fix things, that sort of thing, yeah. and that I'm not buying.
3: DIY? <laughs> Whatever.
2: All right, there's a few clips from Michael. Do an
3: idiot yourself.
2: We'll have more next. Stay tuned, it's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone.
1: This, this, this is Hans Olson and Scotty G. It's what you want. Dennis Dodd joining us. Look at Utah. I anticipate they'll be picked to finish top of the South Division. What are your thoughts on what Utah can do, and your expectation for the Utes this year?
4: I think they will be picked first. I have picked them first. Um, they've got their best player
2: back: quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I think defensive line. So that's a good place to start. And Kyle is the best coach out there that doesn't get you know the publicity of the others. If USC is smart, if they do anything with Clay Helton, they do themselves well. Take a giant swing.
3: I'm not even saying he'd come, but, you know, you've got to try to get the absolute best guy out there. I think what Kyle's done there is remarkable. I think he's transitioned to school from Mountain West to Pac-12 and
1: become more than uh, competitive. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.
2: 5, zone. I want to remind you about the Tour of Utah podcast up at 1280thezone.com. They'll tell you how to train for the summer of cycling as well as the best places to watch the upcoming Tour of Utah. Gordon, you said you've done some teaching in your day. i got a tweet about it. Oh, yeah. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I think you'll like it. You okay. ready for this? Huh. Brad tweets in. Monson used to teach marriage prep at his house. When I was engaged, we showed up and didn't get the memo. It was canceled. Monson hooked us up with wisdom and some sugar cookies. I'm still married six
3: years later, so I must have learned something from Gordon. Oh, wow. That makes me feel good. Ah, See, there you go. I shouldn't have doubted you. I'm sorry. I'm sure that, I mean, probably nothing I said had anything to do with that Brad and his beautiful bride.
1: Lisa was there, too, wasn't she?
3: Yeah, she was. Uh Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I do.
2: Good for you. He showed up, and, and even though it was canceled, you, you brought him on in and, and uh, chatted with him anyway, gave yep. him some
3: sugar cookies. Mm-hmm.
2: Look at you being a good guy and all. Why can't you be that way to me on the show? <laughs> I've just
3: teased you. You know that.
2: Of course, I do. It's been fun being the butt of the joke all day. It's been great. <laughs> Welcome uh-huh. to my life. <laughs> you are not. You are the subject of many
3: jokes. <laughs> And the difference between nah and yeah is cavernous. Is. <laughs> of course it it's is. It's a huge difference. That's what our listeners all out there, you know, you have your buddies, you have your friends. You give them the business all the time, don't you? That's what, that's what we do. This is great. Uh, we were talking
2: about Coach Witt and embracing expectations and those sorts of things. Uh, our friend Calvin the Bold tweets in. He says, I love uh, that Coach Witt is using the expectations to challenge his team to live up to them. He should have uh, had some T-shirts made up with some sort of slogan.
3: <laughs> I don't think that's how he rolls. Are we
2: going to see Bradley and I rolling around on campus with a Quest for Perfection T-shirt no, on? No, I don't think what
3: so. What about you tradition, honor, happen? spirit? How about win on Saturday? How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves a good... I got though. an idea. Let's take all the names off the jerseys and put... What would you say? Spirit. Tradition. Honor. honor. That was tradition. one of the worst ideas ever. You thing he didn't have integrity in there, huh? I would think,
2: what is that supposed to mean? Because it, Are you they, saying Bronco they, didn't they have any integrity? Spirit, oh, okay. honor, integrity. I see. All right. I'm a little slow. I'm sorry. I thought you were like taking a shot at
3: Bronco. that no, He didn't not have any no. integrity. Bronco's doing a good job at, at uh, Virginia now that he's not all weirded out. Now, what's that supposed to mean? Come on. You know what it means. He laid it on too thick down there in Provo. He's a good football coach, though.
2: Well, he's doing a fine job at UVA. Though. Well, it looks like so I got
1: to stand in front of some people and said I made a poor choice.
2: I don't think he's going to win the division, though, over there. You don't? Know,
3: well, you're a Va Tech fan, man. You don't, you're don't. you not going to ever really give UVA any credit for anything, are you? No, absolutely well, those not. Those are BYU guys, all of them, aren't they? They are all BYU guys. Interesting. Can I ask you
2: about something? And, and this is something that I think we should we'll hold on over for um, a, a different show because it's going to take uh, a little bit longer to, to really dissect. But and it's fresh in the news, so I wanted to bring it up with you because I know this is something that bothers you about today's day and age of the NBA. Mm-hmm. That players aren't willing to uh, live up to their contracts and uh, are instead kind of flexing their muscle and forcing their way to where they want to go. But did you see the comments from Paul George? Um, they, they were introduced yesterday with, with members of the Clippers, and they said a bunch of stuff. But, but one thing really caught my ear where Paul George said that it was a, basically a mutual agreement with the, the Thunder that they would give it one more year and give it a try, and then if it didn't work, they would move on. But he didn't sign a one-year contract. He signed a four-year contract. So I thought that that would, would
3: not please you. No, that sounds that. contrived to me. I, 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 I'm not buying that.
2: It's, it's like he didn't really put his money where his mouth is. He said, whoa, 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 I yeah. still want the long-term yes, deal. Yes, But if it doesn't work out.
3: Yeah. So in other words, I get my cake and eat it too. Right. Either way. This is I'm a one-year covered.
2: tryout, but I want you to give me the four-year deal. Had yeah. a max deal, by the way, which was bigger than somebody else could have given him
3: if he would have left in free agency. It was interesting to me that nobody picked up on that story until after it happened. I didn't hear anything about that, did you? What do you mean? That Paul George was going to be a part of that package, as it were?
2: No, because we all assumed that him signing a long-term deal in Oklahoma City meant that he was
3: going to stay in, Oklahoma, C- in Oklahoma City. <laughs> How foolish of us to think that way in the modern NBA. I mean, it does
2: kind of make some sense because we all wondered why he'd sign that deal anyway. I would be surprised and and Sam Presti actually reacted today where he had some quotes and he he said, because Paul said the idea to move him or whatever, it was mutual. And Sam Presti said, I don't know if it was really mutual. That would imply that we were looking to trade Paul George, which wasn't the case. So I would be I would be surprised if Oklahoma City was aware that uh, either, one, it was just a one-year deal uh, if it didn't work out, and, two, that it didn't work out. Yeah, the BS meter is
3: sounding really loud in my ears right now.
2: Me, too. And so that's why that jumped out to me, and I kind of wanted to bring it out to you. And maybe we can dig into it a little bit deeper uh, down the
3: road and what this means for other people in similar situations. But Is that what they teach in, uh, like— uh Public relations—that uh, when when you want to clean something up, you just lie. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you think public <laughs> relations are? <laughs> okay. There's entire
2: public relations firms. <laughs> they make a living on uh, swooping
3: in and telling their version of the truth. Isn't there some ver- isn't there some virtue in telling the truth and being honest? Isn't there? Doesn't that pay off in the long run? Mm. (laughs) don't answer that
2: depends on what kind of pickle
3: you find yourself in there Gordon (laughs) I always thought that if you operated with integrity and with honesty that in the long run it would pay off you know I agree with you and that sounds like maybe some of the advice you passed along to Brad when you were talking (laughs) to him about getting married no no Brad is. is uh, what was his. Uh, what was his fiance's name? Did he mention her? No,pe not a name. Uh, beautiful people. I'm glad it's worked.
2: I'm, I'm happy you didn't slam the door in their face. <laughs> I think that's very nice of you. you. Brought him in and you chatted with him. Gave him some sugar cookies. Good for you. I said hi. How are you? Welcome in. Even you can be enthusiastic and positive, Gordon. <laughs> And you had an impact on Brad in his life. Still married six years later. Good for you. Well, it's because he's and good he's, for Brad. He's doing the good stuff. So. Alright, stay tuned. We'll have more big show
1: coming up straight ahead, 97.5 5
2: and 1280 of the zone.
1: Three, two, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60.
2: Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to the Utah Jazz Team Store for having us out today, Gordon. It's their sidewalk sale. It's going on tomorrow as well. Your chance to save 80% off of uh, terrific
3: jazz gear. 80%. 80%. Yeah, that's that's, – I'm not a big shopper. But 80% gets my attention. Unless it's the once a decade that you go
2: to the grocery store. And then you jump on the airwaves the next day just absolutely flabbergasted about all the different things that you can buy at a grocery store. Once again, you
3: are uh, in error, my friend. I went shopping at the grocery store this past week and had a terrific time. I really enjoy it because I have a bunch of health nuts in my family who are very particular about what they eat. And so when I go to the grocery store... I go through and pick everything that they never buy and everybody celebrates it when I get there because in their heart of hearts they have a place for junk food. I mean I got the I got the the creamsicles, I got uh, I got potato salad, I got uh, egg salad, I got Chips Ahoy. I got, what else did I get? I got some soup. Wouldn't want to go to the grocery uh, store and not pick up some soup, you know. And this was last week? And I got a bunch of cheese. I got sliced cheese of all different kinds. It's a few days ago. And before got that. some ice cream. When was the last time you were in a grocery store? Uh, Maybe a couple of weeks. I try to get over there, you know, whether whether it's necessary or not. I so don't believe you. So don't believe I you. I was there this last week. There, I was there. My wife asked me to stop by and pick some up, and I stopped by and picked a whole up. Was she mad at you? No. Are you kidding? I was being helpful. By picking up cheese? No, I, I was there to pick up some hamburger, some uh, ground beef for some sloppy joes that were being made. Oh, I see. Okay. So I decided, well, I'm here. So, I I got a veggie tray. I have, that's healthy. There's that's nutrition. Heaven that, that for- the, dip, the dip wasn't uh, ranch, it was hummus. Heaven forbid you cut up your own vegetables. I got some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got, what else? I got, I got some nectarines. You know, I, the whole the whole. It, it is. Next time you go to the grocery store, all y'all out there, notice how much stuff is there. How cool it is! Gordon, pick up some vegetables on your
2: way home. Well, I'm getting a tray because <laughs> God, I'm not slicing that stuff. You can have knives
3: flying
1: everywhere. I mean, That's you dangerous. Slice,
2: slice up carrots. God, <laughs> oh, what is this? Look like? I, I
3: spent much more than I thought I was gonna though. It's yeah, like, because food's if, not cheap. If you get a tray, it triples in price. <laughs> is that true? Oh yeah. Oh wow. So you should slice your own. You probably should slice your own. Big thanks to Frank. I've got my sliced
2: cheese. Thanks to Frank Dolce for joining the show today. That's we really appreciate it. Thanks to you speaking of Frank. <laughs> thanks to Austin Orton, executive producer of the
3: big show. Thank you, Gordon, for making me feel bad about myself today. I really appreciate it. I think you're that guy who gets up in front of the mirror every single morning and goes through the whole affirmation thing. I'm wonderful. My family is wonderful. Life is wonderful. I'm gonna go get it right now. We'll
2: talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show. Bye. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.